I'm Liz, and this is Mombi, a paranormal podcast where I come and tell you a paranormal story. So grab your coffee, wine, or whatever you're drinking, and let's go. First off, I want to say very quietly, happy 2022, okay? Happy 2022. Um, if any of you guys are out there making like tons of like New Year's resolutions and all that stuff, please stop. Uh, just please come in. All right, everyone sit down, keep your hands to yourself, let's just be quiet, and let's just, hopefully 2022 won't realize that we're here, okay? 2021 went out with the bang, and it took Betty White with it, although I like to think it's the other way around. I'm pretty sure that Betty White took 2021 out with her, and I'm going to go with that. Now that we've all had our black-eyed peas and whatever New Year's Day tradition you have uh, here in Oklahoma, we do black-eyed peas and we do cabbage. And uh, in my family, we do hog gels, which are not always the easiest thing to find. So I just had some ham today because it was like, went from like 50, 60 degrees yesterday to like 10 degrees today. So I did not leave my house. All right, guys. So let's go from black eyed peas to something else that's black eyed. So what is it about children that makes them so innocent, sweet, and downright creepy? I mean, the idea of an innocent child having a dark, hidden agenda has been the topic of many scary movies and is why tonight's topic is so spooky. Imagine you're at home and suddenly there's a knock on the door. When you go to the door and open it, you're overcome by fear. But why? There are just two children standing at your door. Or are they just children? You notice something is off about them And that's when you see it. Their eyes are black, but not normal black. No, they are abnormally black and void of humanity. That's right. Tonight, we're going to talk about the story of the black eyed kids. They go by a few different names. You may have heard black eyed kids, black eyed children. Of course, they abbreviate them with like BEKs and BECs. Uh, But I like the Black Eyed Kids and the BEKs, so for the most part, that's what I'm going to call them tonight. Um, So you might hear me use any of those to refer to them, but uh, let's get started. So the first story of the Black Eyed Kids, as we will talk about in our story tonight, was written by Brian Bethel of Abilene, Texas. Bethel was a journalist and use those skills to write down a strange encounter he reports having sometime around 1996. Bethel believed it had to be spring or summer because he was wearing shorts at the time the incident occurred. Uh, Though he's unsure of the exact date because he did not write it down at the time. He actually wrote this down, like, I think a couple years later. But uh, note to self, if you have a weird encounter with a possible paranormal being, write down the date. Maybe I'm just going to get like a journal and I'll just like write down all the dates of paranormal events that I witness or or paranormal occurrences that I happen to see. see. And then like if I'm ever writing a story about it, you know, boom, got the date and go right back to that story. Okay, so what happened to Bethel anyway, right? Well, Bethel was on his way to Camelot Communications to pay his internet bill. That's right. This time of the internet was before you could pay your internet bill on the internet. You youngins gather round, okay? Back in my day, 
We used to pay for our internet services in person at the store with the check, money order, or cash. That's right. So Bethel realizes he needed to write the checkout, right? So he pulls over by the movie theater in town. Um, He plans to use the lights of the uh, moniker or marquee, I'm sorry, of the marquee to uh, actually write out his check before putting it in the overnight drop slot at the store, right? So Bethel is sitting there uh, in his car under the marquee light, concentrating on writing out this check. Well, apparently he is so engrossed in this task that he doesn't notice the kids walking up to his driver's side window. That is until one of the children knocks on the window. Bethel looked up to see two young boys between the ages of 9 and 12. They were dressed in hoodies standing outside his car. He assumes that these kids have come up to him to like to his car to ask for money. Um, so he instinctively like starts to roll down his window. But then Bethel feels something he did not expect. So he describes it as being immediately gripped by an incomprehensible soul-wracking fear. But why was he so afraid? Bethel didn't know what the source of his fear was at first. But back to the boys at his window. Bethel um, said that they were olive-toned skinned, or I'm sorry, one of them had olive-toned skin and curly hair, and the other was redhead with pale skin and freckles. In uh, this pairing, the curly-haired boy seemed to be the one who did all of the talking. So Curly Hair tells Bethel they need a ride to their house. You see, they came to see the new Mortal Kombat movie, but had forgotten their money at home. So they needed Bethel to give them a ride to get the money, and I'm assuming another ride back to the theater. The only concerning part of this story so far is just that these young boys are trying to hitch a ride with a stranger, right? But then Bethel realizes that according to the marquee, the last showing of the movie had actually already started and would likely be over by the time he drove the boys home and back. During this entire encounter, though, Bethel couldn't shake the terror that was stirring up inside him. The boys must have sensed his unease with the situation. So to assure Bethel everything was okay, Curly Hair told him, the trip won't take long and that they are just two little kids and they didn't have a gun or anything. Uh, That last part would have made me run for the hills. But Bethel suddenly realizes that he is reaching to unlock the door for these boys. He quickly stops himself, which of course the boys notice. Bethel is then completely consumed by his unknown fear. This is when he looks up at the boys and notices something is off. They both have completely black eyes. Bethel describes them as soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. Don't forget though, he's a writer, he's a journalist. So as the realization sets in that these kids are not normal children, Bethel does as well, I think all of us would, and freaks out. He starts apologizing as he puts the car in reverse to get out of there. As he is rolling up his windows, to Bethel's surprise, Curly Hair starts banging angrily on the window and says, 
We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Bethel got the heck out of Dodge and drove off without ever looking back. This theme will play over and over in many stories of the B.E. case. It may be because this was the origin of the story of the B.E. case. So when others tell the story, it is some variation of this first story. Or it could be because the BEKs need permission to enter your home or private residence like a personal vehicle. But we have to remember that Bethel is a journalist who got paid for his story. Though he um, says he would write the story again and share it even if he wasn't getting paid. How just how noble of him. So now that we have talked about what seems to be the first story of black-eyed children, let's talk more about some of the most common characteristics listed in stories of the black-eyed children. What is a black-eyed kid? They are children who come knocking at your door, usually your car door or your front door, needing help of some kind or another. These children seem to show up at a location that is a private residence, It can be as private as your front door or as public as your personal car in a parking lot, which is where the first story, of course, took place. Now, I feel like we have this odd sense of privacy when we're in our, like, own vehicles, and that really doesn't exist. I mean, we lock the doors, roll up the windows, and we're in a private world away from everyone else, except that everyone can pretty much see you the whole time. Plus, when you park your car and leave it unattended, nothing stops someone from looking in your windows. It's really not as private as we wish it was. So the things um, these children seem to need help with seem to be things that would gain them access into your private residence, like needing a ride somewhere, needing to use your phone, wanting to come in out of the cold to wait for their parents. Okay, so these children show up at your door, knocking and asking to be let in. Their requests seem to be somewhat appropriate for the venue. Um, If they come to your house, they'll ask you, you know, like to use your phone. They'll ask you to use your restroom. They might need a drink of water. Uh, If they come to your car door, they need a ride somewhere. So like they don't come to your front door and ask you for a ride or come to your car and ask you for a cup of water. So their requests seem appropriate to the venue they, they, they're in. So these kids appear to range somewhere between 6 years old and 16 years old. They're said in some stories to use words that are outdated or out of place in the conversation and have monotone voices. Some stories say the clothes they wear don't really match the time period, like they're from out of the past. These children seem to elicit some sort of a fear or panic response from the adults they encounter. Their presence causes people to feel discomfort or feelings of dread. Your instinct is to help these children, but your subconscious mind seems to tell you there is something wrong with them. People also report feeling like they were compelled to let the children in. They even caught themselves like about to unlock the door or open the door without being able to stop themselves. However, most people report they were able to stop themselves before they let the kids inside. They will tell you in a monotone voice that you need to invite them inside. 
Remember, they can't come in unless they are invited. Remind you of anyone? Well, we'll get there. Don't get ahead of me, okay? So some reports put them wearing a hoodie or a cap, basically clothes that they can use to obscure their face. Is this to hide the somewhat paler than normal skin? Or is it to hide their most distinguishing feature? Those black eyes. And I'm not talking like dark brown irises that look black. Oh no. We are talking about the whole eyeball is black. The whole thing. The iris, the sclera, every part of the eye is black. But they are more than just black. They're described as almost seeming like dead black orbs. Those cool dead eyes seem to lack life and even a soul? Well, why are these kids so creepy? Do they attack unsuspecting people? Do they kill? Honestly, we don't really know what they're up to. Most stories stop short of them entering the person's home or car. The people in the majority of stories are saved by their inner voice telling them these kids are just wrong. Spoilers! I say most stories. There is one story that talks about what happens to an elderly couple. But we'll get there in a bit. In many stories, when these children are refused entry, they will become upset. They will come back with threats to try and scare you into letting them in. It is said that many people who have encounters with these children will suffer from anxiety and nightmares afterwards. So why are evil children so scary? Well, childhood is seen in our society today as a time of innocence. This concept is actually a newer one because before, like the industrial era, children were used more as extra hands in the household. Children were expected to pull their weight and work during childhood. However, with the development of technology, we began to see childhood as a time of total innocence. So the idea that these completely innocent children somehow became evil makes us uncomfortable. Many horror films actually franchise, um, franchises have actually cashed in, I'm sorry, many horror film franchises have cashed in on this discomfort that evil children cause us. Let's be honest for a minute though. Children seem to have an ability to be more open to the idea of the paranormal. Have you ever watched a baby or toddler who seems to be having a conversation with somebody you can't see? Kids are creepy as crap sometimes. Listen, like I have three kids. They will randomly say and do things that will creep me out, okay? So the other day we were driving to my best friend's house, okay? And my four-year-old grabbed her pediasure and said, are you ready to die today? Then she acted like the pediasure was a grenade. She pulled the pin. It was completely unprovoked and only slightly concerning. I mean, like, where did she get that? I really do not know. She literally just watches kids play with toys on YouTube. The only thing I can think is that my son, of course, is like nine. So he likes like fighting games and stuff like that. So he has probably watched something with a grenade or something like that on one of those shows. And she probably saw it. But I was just like, what in the world? Thought I was gonna have to throw the whole toddler away for a minute there. Or kid, I guess she's a kid. I don't even have toddlers anymore. 
getting back to the black-eyed kids, is it the eyes that make the black-eyed kids so unnerving? If you if they had like regular eyes and were acting all creepy, would they still be as frightening? I feel like some of this is found in that old saying, the eyes are the windows to the soul. So do these kids have no soul? Or is their soul as black as their eyes? I think some of the turmoil we feel for these children is caused by our need to care for the children that we view as helpless and our subconscious drive to keep away, to keep us away from things that are dangerous to us. It has to be this conundrum that makes these kids such a staple in current cryptid culture. So now let's talk about the ones who let them in. So the Vermont encounter. In Vermont, an elderly couple are sitting at home one night when they suddenly hear three loud knocks. They found a young boy and girl on their doorstep. The children made no eye contact and instead told the couple, parents will be here soon. May we come in? The couple were wary, but they did eventually allow the children inside. That's right. Like I said, this is the story about someone who allowed the BEKs into their house. So what happened once they were inside? They apparently sat on the couch and upset the cat. But it was when they asked to go to the restroom that the wife saw their eyes. But she showed them to the restroom anyway. Nothing crazy, right? Well, upon returning to the living room, the wife found her husband sitting in his chair, blood pouring out of his nose and into his hands. Was this elderly man prone to nosebleeds? I mean, that's my question. There wasn't anything in the story that indicated whether or not he was prone to nosebleeds. Um, If he always got nosebleeds this bad, then this would not probably be a crazy encounter. But if he's never had a nosebleed in his life, then this would be weird. The power then all of a sudden went off at the house. When this occurred, the children reported, our parents are here. Like somehow the arrival of the parents turned the power off. So the wife reported looking outside after the kids and noticed two tall, slender men at the end of the driveway. But when she waved at them, they did not seem grateful for the hospitality she had given their children. That story seems anticlimactic, I know, but it does not end there. So in the weeks following this encounter, three of the couple's four cats disappeared and the last one was found dead. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and was then diagnosed with, ex- with aggressive skin cancer. So, is this paranormal? Did the BEKs cause this? Or were these events already in play? Were they already in emotion? Did he already have this cancer that just was undiagnosed? And that just happens to be when it presented. So, I guess that's something you have to decide for yourself on that one. So what are some of the theories and speculations of who or rather what the BEKs may be? So we're going to start with the most obvious explanation. These kids are vampires. Let's look at the evidence. They are described as being pale skinned. They only seem to be seen or encountered at nighttime. Though they are children, they seem to mostly be unsupervised by adults. And the, only, and the one part of this story 
that really led me to this possibility. They can't come into your home or car unless they're invited inside. They even seem to get really upset if you do not let them in. So the next possibility of who these BEKs uh, could be are extraterrestrial or possibly interdimensional beings. I know that extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings are different things, but the concept behind them are similar. One is from a different planet while one is from a different dimension. So these kids, these kids, these kids seem to be from another world or time. Are these kids some hybrid species between humans and aliens? That theory could possibly explain those completely dark black eyes. I mean, the greys are known to have solid black eyes, right? The next possible culprit is the fae. Other theories are, of course, fairies. Uh, More specifically, changelings. Changelings are fairies that are left in place of a human child. The human child is then kidnapped by the fae. Why do they do this? Well... We'll have to look into that one in the future. The last theory behind these black-eyed children is that they are evil spirits or demons. So the image of the black-eyed demon possessing a human, I feel like is made popular by like most popular by one of my favorite TV shows, which is Supernatural. So are these children possessed by demons who are using those innocent images to gain entry into someone's home? Well, I guess we really may never know what these mysterious kids really are. So we talked about two encounters already, um, that of the first documented encounter, and then the one of the couple who let them in. But the stories are as mysterious and creepy as the BEKs themselves. So let's get into some more. So the UK encounter. Brickley is a writer from the United Kingdom who wrote UFOs, Werewolves, and the Pigman. He is also a paranormal investigator, if you didn't get that from the title of his book. But he reports him and his aunt both had different experiences with the same BEK girl years apart. So Brickley says that Canuck Chase in the West Midlands is known for their sightings of BEKs. Many believe this area is crawling with BEKs because this area is linked to a Celtic tribe who is known for their blood sacrifices. They are known as the Cornovie. Others think this is just a case of mass hallucination. You know, when you get together with all your friends and just hallucinate the same event? Or sometimes these people aren't even your friends and they're just there and you are all imagining the same event at the same time. But people with this theory also talk about a substance that has them seeing these BEKs. I don't know what substance they're referring to, but there is always that. So let's get into Jake's story. And honestly, this is one of my favorites of all of the stories that I read. So I saved it, I saved it for last. Uh, so Jake, who does not disclose his full name, apparently did not believe in the black-eyed children. Even though he didn't believe in them, That did not stop his curiosity. He did extensive online research on how to find black-eyed children. Jake could not find a simple location of where to come in contact with these kids in, like, their natural habitats. 
So he did what all creepy guys looking for kids do online. He took out a Craigslist. That's right. So the ad read, Black-eyed kids. I am not afraid of you. I want to meet you. 9 p.m. Wednesday. The park bench on the corner of 3rd and Washington. Show me why I'm wrong and should be afraid. Well, if that isn't a dumb idea, he's lucky that like Chris Hansen didn't show up to meet him. Okay, I'm just saying. So for six months, Jake went every Wednesday night and stood where he could see the bench, but all he ever saw were weirdos and kids playing jokes regarding his ad. After six months, Jake decided to stop running the ad, and he did not go to the park. The next Wednesday night, Jake heard three loud knocks on his door. At the end of the second knock, Jake reported his skin felt like ice, and the fear he felt was almost primal. Jake goes and opens the door to find a young boy with cold, dead, black eyes staring at him. The boy asked if he could come in. Of course. A big, tough guy, Jake, says no as he starts closing the door. But then the boy said something that had Jake rethinking his recent decisions. We missed you at the park tonight, the boy stated. At that, Jake finished closing the door on the child. The knocks continued, he said, for hours that night. So it seems like Jake went out of his way for six months to find something. And then when he found it, it was more than he could handle. Turns out in the end of this, his story, Jake was the one who was being studied all along. So why is the idea of an evil child so chilling to us? I think it has to do with the innocence we now assign to childhood. If a child can be truly evil, then anyone and anything can be evil too. The black-eyed children play on this fear of both the unknown and malevolent children. Many people have reported run-ins with these children and have lived to tell their story. The most important thing you can learn from me tonight on the topic of the BEKs is do not let them in. Okay, well, thanks for joining me for this week's Paranormal Story. Go to uh, my Instagram at Podcast. And let me know what you think of the Black Eyed Children. Make sure to, dis- to subscribe to the podcast so you see future episodes when they upload. Rate the podcast. When you rate my podcast and you give me five stars, you're just helping me build my audience, which I appreciate. Uh, follow me on all the social medias at Mombie Podcast. And check out my website, mombypodcast.com, for episode notes and blog posts. You can always email me your episode suggestions and your personal paranormal stories at mombypodcast at gmail.com. This uh, episode was actually requested by my mama, so um, I definitely wanted to do this one for her. So, mom, this one's for you. I hope you liked it. Okay, mombies, until next time, may your coffee be strong and your wine be stronger.